to this very humid place. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I'm used to it. I'm from Louisiana, so uh, it's like we all kind of have a little set of gills or something back here for the humidity. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, it's always an honor to be invited in to bring prophetic ministry and speak into the lives of others, and it's a very humbling thing. And um, I just want to introduce the guys that are with me. Uh, I consider them both good friends, and uh, I'll start with Pastor John Dunn, who is in our uh, global development department, which means he travels a lot overseas. And uh, stand up, John. They'll see you in a minute, but... With me is uh, the son of one of my co-workers, the grandson of Pastor Olden Griffin, uh, a friend of my son's. I've been around him for many years, a powerful man of God. He's our pastor over student ministries at our Dallas campus for Gateway Church in the Metroplex, Landon Benjamin. Landon plays a mean electric guitar, too, I'll just tell you that, and he, uh, I had a band of my own, and uh, we would do some things. He did a gig with us. It was great. Loved this guy. I worked right across the hall from his dad. So I think everybody in your family's now at Gateway, isn't it, except for Preston? They're actually all on staff now. That's how you increase the tithe, people. That's how you do it right there. Well, tonight what we're going to do, we're called presbytery. And some of you would say, I don't even know. What, I've never even heard of that word. That's okay. When it was prophesied into my life that I was going to do presbytery, I said, someone's going to have to tell me what that is. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. And so uh, the scripture, the word presbytery comes out of 1 Timothy uh, chapter 4. And uh, where Paul is telling this young man who was going to be the pastor of one of the largest churches in the world at the time. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership or presbytery. So presbytery is just a group of seasoned leaders. I, could, I guess seasoned sounds better than old. Yeah, I'm seasoned. Salt and pepper is a seasoning. Is that what that means? But something happens when the prophetic ministry is released and, and there will be candidates who will come up here in a few minutes and we're going to listen for what God would say to them. But in presbytery, we're listening for key things. We're listening for gifts and callings and ministries and places where they serve and fit in the, in the body of Christ. And when we finish that with the couples who've been set aside by the leadership here to be candidates. Then we're going to take a moment, refocus uh, again in worship for about a, you know, a chorus, and we're just going to look and see and listen if God would have something to say to anyone else who's in the room. Is that okay? How many of you are a little bit nervous? Me too. <laughs> I'm always nervous. Um, we're just people, and we are convinced that God wants to speak to his children, and we happen to be the ones that the leadership has asked to speak on his behalf. 
uh, I want to encourage you to do something for us. Don't sit back and relax and think that we've got this covered. The thing I love about presbytery is it's team ministry. Because we, we know in part, we prophesy in part according to the scripture. So each of us are going to listen for our part. And then we're going to give it. And then um, I, I want to encourage you to kind of lean forward in your spirit. And just, just pray for us. Pray for us the way you would want someone to pray for you if you were standing up here trying to give a word to somebody. I kind of like the way that sounded right there. And before we move on and ask the first candidate, I want to introduce the most important team member here. And that's my wife of 36 years, Deborah. Would you stand up? She has lovingly interceded and prayed for me every time I've ever ministered since we started agreeing to hang around each other. She took the red-eye flight from San Francisco uh, last night, got in at 6 a.m. this morning. I picked her up. We went home, changed bags, changed clothes, got on the airplane to come here. So I really appreciate her. Uh, And if She's very prophetic also. It usually comes out in the form of a hay boy. Anybody, anybody, you've never had a hay boy. I'll talk to you about it later. Okay. Are you ready? All right. We're just going to pray and invite the spirit of prophecy, which the scripture says the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. So for something to truly be prophetic, it means it's going to reveal, uncover, make known, make manifest something about the person, the plan, the purpose of Jesus Christ. And that's what we're asking God to speak to us. So, Father, we ask that the spirit of prophecy would be evident here. Those of us who are going to be serving tonight and speaking, we come under the authority of this local church. We submit ourselves to these pastors. And Father, we pray that in that environment of safety for your people and for us, that the gift of prophecy would come forward and that your people would be edified, exhorted, and comforted in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Chad. Pastor Chad, do these lovely people have names? Hi, Danny. How are you? And this is my wife, Tammy. Hi, Tammy. Pleasure. Danny and Tammy Walters. I think he was wanting us to see if we could hear their names. He's testing us right out of the chute here. Can you just extend your hands toward them? We just want to pray and bless them. Father, we thank you so much for... Danny and Tammy, we know you have good things to say. Give us ears to hear. Thank you, Father. (laughs) Danny, I kind of see something about you. You don't mind taking things apart and just spreading them everywhere. You're you're a take-apart kind of guy. Tammy, you're a put-it-all-back-together kind of gal. Uh, And that's why you guys work. 
and uh, kind of a tinkerer of sorts, but you like to dig in and find out what's going on. You get to the root of it. You can see some things on the surface, but then you say, yeah, I don't think that's really the problem. I have to go deeper, and you're like, oh, great. (sighs) And it gets a little messy sometimes. But I see God has put something in the two of you that helps broken people. There's something in you that wants to see broken people well. Gets a little messy. You got to dig a little bit deep. But at the end of the day, if they'll hold still long enough, you're going to figure it out. So the Lord comes tonight in this time of prophetic ministry. And, you know, Paul said to Timothy that something was actually imparted to them. And what I, I hear from the Lord is that words of knowledge and words of wisdom come into you tonight. You've done it before, but I see it increasing A word of knowledge is simply when you know something you could not have known except God told you. A word of wisdom most easily described is knowing what to do with the word of knowledge. And so I see the two of you counseling, working with people, helping people in relationship with people that they're going through stuff. And the reason you're going to be able to help them is because of what you've been through. So I would tell you this. I believe this is a prophetic thing to say to you. Your story matters and it's powerful. Your story, you have to tell it. You have to share it. Because it's a story of redemption and of healing and of God's amazing grace. Amen. You guys are awesome. Uh, I just heard um, the Lord say, you're, you're tough on the outside, but you're really soft on the inside. <laughs> you're, you're really just a big teddy bear. There's so much love in your heart. Your heart is so big for people. And I got this, this verse um, just popped into my spirit. It's Psalm 85 and the, The word says this, mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Truth shall spring up out of the earth and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yes, the Lord will give what is good. And I just heard the Lord said, you guys are entering a season where he's going to start to give you what is good. I just feel like you've been in the field for a long time working and you've said and you've said to yourself, God, when is this whole thing supposed to work? I've been I've been at it, I've been doing it, I've felt like I've now made the right decisions and turned in the right way, but God, when is this supposed to work? And and the Lord says I'm bringing righteousness and peace. And peace is going to guard your heart and mind. Peace is going to guard your heart and mind. Even so much, I just feel like there's even God's calling forth family members. 
there's a, there's a call going out even to family members around you. And God is going to begin to reap in the harvest for you guys. He's going to bring about what is good. And I just, I'm going to put my Bible down. And I just felt like there were, there's just been a lot of tears. There's been a lot of tears that you've, you've cried out before the Lord. And I, I have like this picture of you in your even, it's like you're by a couch or by a chair or something. And you've just been crying out to the Lord. You're saying, God, I, I need you. I need you for me, but I need you for us. And I just, I just saw a picture of the Lord surrounding you with his arms. And he's come to tell you right now that he's never left you. He's never forsaken you. He's always going to be with you. He's always going to be standing beside you. And listen, you need to, I just, man, I just feel the Lord so strongly saying this. He's extended, as it were, a scepter to you. And he's saying, up to half my kingdom. And there's, there is this declaration that you're going to have before the Lord. As the Lord puts stuff on your heart, you're going to begin to declare it, and you're going to see miracles happening. I just feel like you guys are going to have a degree in breaking shame off of people. As you lay your hands on them and pray for them, there is going to be just this breaking away of the shell and the condemnation and guilt and shame. And there's going to be people set free, set free, set free because of you guys and because of you laying your hands on them. And God's got so much in store. He's, he's giving to you in this season what is good. Amen. want to read this psalm over both of you psalm 75 we give thanks to you O god we give thanks for your name is near we recount your wondrous deeds i just as i was reading this psalm i felt like the lord was going to give you the ability to recount his wondrous deeds because i think there have been many in both of your lives and that as a result of recounting the wondrous deeds of the lord you're really going to get encouraged. I just really see a gift of faith being given to both of you in this hour. It's the gift of faith that is added to the measure of faith. Everyone's given a measure of faith, but there's a gift of faith that's added. And I just really believe that there's a faith for believing, even for this uh, harvest that was previously spoken about that's coming in, because I just saw this hard nut I don't know. I don't know what this hard nut represents, but it's a, but it, it's like almost one of your relatives that you look at and say, if they come to the Lord, we're gonna know this is real. And 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 God wants you to know that hard nut can be cracked, and He's actually right now working in ways that you don't even know are possible to crack that hard nut. Uh, but recounting the wondrous deeds of the Lord is going to be something that you'll do time and time again. And when I looked at you when you came up, I, I just felt so impressed to tell you, Tammy, you know your name um, is from the Hebrew, it means twin, but it's also uh, translated as a palm tree. And um, so you know how a palm tree is so strong uh, when winds blow. 
and the many palm trees are out there all alone. And it's amazing sometimes when you see when a hurricane comes through how far they'll bend even without breaking. And I just felt like it was so important for you to hear he sees you. He sees the times that you have been almost so alone and you felt like if I bend one more time, I may break. And yet God's been with you and he's strengthened you and you're strong and and it's important that you hear that he sees you and that he knows. He says, at the appointed time, I will judge with equity when the earth totters and its inhabitants. It is I who keep steady its pillars and God has kept you steady and he's going to continue to keep you steady and you're going to see the hand of the Lord both of you in a wonderful way and even as this psalm goes on it goes on to talk about that increase and forward movement and what we often call promotion doesn't come from the east it doesn't come from the west doesn't come from the north doesn't come from the south some versions say the desert but I just kind of sense that you're both kind of waiting on God for something. It's like, Lord, we want to move into this new dimension. We want to move into this new place. We want to move in to, to what it is that, 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 that we're just sensing within our hearts. And I just want you to know you can relax. You can relax because the Lord is at work on your behalf and you're going to see the goodness of God. Because this is what the scripture says. The scripture says at the end of this psalm, it says, I will sing praises to the God of Jacob for all the horns of the wicked will be cut off, but the horns of the righteous will be lifted up. And that horn that it's speaking of is a horn of anointing oil. And it's a full horn. And it's a big horn. And it's God's grace in your life. And so I just bless you with the anointing, bless you with the hope, bless you with the peace, bless you with the strength, bless you with the life, bless you with the increase of the living God in your lives. In Jesus' name. I just felt like, sorry, got to go again, devil dipping, sorry. Um, I just felt like the Lord said just just right then that it seems like there's a two-month window. And I don't know, there's something, there's something that the Lord wants to bring up in two months. There's a breakthrough going to happen in two months. So just write that down. Pray about it. Pastor Chad, the elders want to pray over these. We want to seal these words and pray into them and believe God to weave that together in their hearts, give them a... It's good to see good people get good words, amen? Not many people really know about Tammy, I don't think. She's pretty quiet, but they don't just, she's a, she's a, she's a good woman. And, uh, and Danny, just to watch Danny grow in the Lord. But Father, we just come tonight as the elders of this body.
Lord, as the presbytery, Father, to lay hands on these two individuals. And God, we just want to speak what you just spoke, Father. Let it, be, let it come to pass, Lord. Lord, the blessing, Father, that was spoken over them. Lord, we want to agree with them and pray with them, Father God, to see it come to pass. Lord, and it's, it's not just something you just did. Lord, I believe it's a reward for their faithfulness, God. Lord, for their, for their servanthood, Lord, to this church, Lord, and to your purposes. And God, we just want to call, Father God, the, the, the gifts that you want to activate in them tonight, Lord. We want to see them come to pass, Lord. Lord, to see them work in the supernatural, Father. Lord, for them to begin to break chains off of people. Lord, to let them become ministers to people, Lord, to see people set free. And God, I pray, Lord, that you'll allow us, Father God, to use them to the fullest, Lord. Lord, and to be wise, Lord, and to help them with every resource that we have. But God, I just pray, Father, that you'll seal this word, Father. Lord, let us all agree. Lord, so, so you have spoken, Lord, so shall it be done. But Lord, let us have great stories to tell of all that you've done, Lord. And as these things come to pass in the times and seasons, Father, that we say, remember there was a word and now it has come to pass. Lord, let us see the family members saved. Lord, let us see the ministry that you've called them to come to pass, Lord. Lord, let us see the blessings, Father, come to fruition in their lives. And we just ask you for these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, and I want Corey and Rachel Walters to come up now. Hi there. Corey and Rachel, right? Excellent. How are you? Somebody's got a little height on them. I like that. Every person I have met that I haven't seen in a long time has said the same thing to me since I've gotten here. You gotten taller? Yeah. Nope, you're shrinking. Yeah. All right, let's extend our hands toward them. Let's pray. Pray for them the way you'd want to be prayed for if you're sitting in that chair. Thank you, Father. just hear that this man, um, he's really a thinker. Um, he thinks through a lot of things. He, uh, he wants to understand things. And uh, it wasn't, hadn't been that long that you kind of got the insight that you're not going to ever figure God out um, because he just keeps, he just has too many layers of who he is. <laughs> Um, but you kept you kept trying, and you just kept discovering new things about God, and uh, this thinking, this mind that you have, it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Sometimes you think, I can't really be a strong thinker, analytical guy, and really be a man of the spirit. But that's not true. And so I, I want to break that off uh, of you. You can be a, a an analytical guy because there's strategic stuff on you. There's a strategic leadership 
kind of mantle that God has on you, where you're able to look into a situation that it needs to be diagnosed, it needs to be understood, and then a strategy needs to be formed so that it can be built and it can be developed. And that's how your brain works, and God made you that way. God made you that way. And there are times you thought, that's just, that's just me. That's just a fleshly thing. That's a natural thing. No, no, no. See, before he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you. And he formed and fashioned you on purpose, with purpose, for a purpose. When you were very young, I see you, I don't know, it's probably before you hit your teenage years, sometime in that window of time. You knew God had something for you to do. And so I'm going to call that out of you. And the Lord is going to require it of you. And your immediate thought is, I'm going to have to give up all of this to do this. But I'm going to tell you, you're not giving up anything. God can do what God wants to do the way God wants to do it. The issue isn't what you turn loose of or what you no longer do, so do something else. What you need to hear from this word tonight is you need to embrace who you are and who God made you and let him determine those things because it may not work out the way you think at all. Because it's been a deterrent in your mind. So I want to just break that off. Hey, God has got this thing, and he's going to help you understand so that you can make the steps and the decisions that need to be made when they need to be made and not before. The issue is really not those things. The issue is just your heart. Will you do and will you be who God called you to be fully? Embrace it fully. It doesn't mean you won't do other stuff. I'm not, you need to get, just, see, that keeps coming out. Just push that away. <laughs> Stop it. That wasn't the Lord. That was me. Stop it. (laughs) Those are just details. And those lines are going to fall to you in pleasant places because God loves you. Okay? So hear this tonight. It's important. You'll come back and listen to this again. You'll need to. One of the things prophetic words are are weapons in our hands against the lies of the enemy. Because Paul told Timothy, wage a good warfare with the words that were given over you. So when the enemy says, oh, you, you blew it, man. Your career is toast. You come back to this and say, no, no, God's got me. God's got me. We're good. God's got me. And by the way, it, nobody said anything about what was going to happen there. You don't know. I'm, I kind of know, but I'm not telling you. <laughs> You've got to figure that one out as you listen to the Lord, okay? And this woman right here, is a, she's strategic also, but a different word would probably describe her better, and that's passionate, in that she is passionate about her relationship with God. There's a, a, a prayer life that's been developing in you for probably the last two and a half to three years. Something happened that just you went deep into a place of, of prayer and intercession, uh, but there's also a prophetic thing on you. When you're praying, you think, I'm just praying. I'm just praying what comes into my head. Well, I want to tell you, God is speaking. There's something prophetic. There are things you're to pray into, and there are things you're to pray for. There are things you're to pray into until they happen. 
And so there is another word that goes with that, and that's tenacious. He says stubborn, but I, I'm saying tenacious. We choose our words wisely. Yeah. But that, that serves you when, you're, when you've locked into something that God has revealed and shown you. And so I want to encourage you, don't, don't change that. Let him, let him work on us when we're just being stubborn because we're stubborn. Obviously, we let him deal with our hearts and our character, so you can relax. <laughs> he kind of tensed up when I t- <laughs> Did y'all feel that? Yeah. Okay. It's all good. It's all good. But I want to encourage you in that, okay? A prayer, a prophetic, intercessory, passionate person, strategic leader. How are y'all doing? Good? Well, I just, when I was watching you, I just noticed that it looks like you're pretty good friends. And I just really want to encourage you in that because, um, you know, when I, Rachel, when I was asking the Lord about you, this is what I heard. Uh, Proverbs 31.10 says, An excellent wife who can find. She's far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. And I just heard the Lord speak these three things over you, that you have a spirit of excellence. It's like it doesn't matter how much you have. You always want to do the very best. You're a maximizer. You, you'll take whatever you've got, and you do the very best with it. And you do that with your dreams, and you do that with your husband's dreams. You, you just see the excellence of God. You see the gold lining. You see the possibilities. Uh, when other people sometimes can't see anything, you're like, yeah, but there's hope, and we've got a chance, and this can work, and we can see the hand of God move. Let's not give up. You're an encourager. You're a cheerleader. You have a spirit of excellence. I, I just hear that you're a great friend, that, that you're a friend to the friendless, that there are people that have said, I may not have many friends, but Rachel's my friend. So that means you're an important friend. And you just need to know that um, I, this, is, this came so strongly to me, that you're a confidant who brings confidence. So it's like when people get away from, from confiding in you, that they leave with the confidence of the Lord. And that's such a gift, such a precious gift in the sight of the Lord. And Corey, the words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in a furnace on the ground. That's big because you've, I think you felt like you picked yourself up off the ground a couple times. And uh, like um, that's uh, maybe a hard place, but purified seven times. And, and so... It, just if you can just think back over the times where you felt like, man, you've been in a trap, you've been in a prison, you've been in a dark place. None of those, the Lord never intended for you to come out of those places discouraged, downbeaten, and downtrod. But he was building into you his character, his nature, his purpose, his hope, his life, his strength. And he's going to continue to do that. And he will guard you from this generation and forever. And what I, I see, I see this actually in both your family lines where you're like standing up and saying, okay, there's some things in our past generation that we want to bring forward and there's some things in our past generation that we want cut off and it's this far and no further. This far and no further. This far and no further. And God's, God's honoring that. He is at work mightily on your behalf in those things. 
And, and I want to tell you, I want to say this to you, Corey, but it, it applies to both of you. It's okay to want to do something great. That's okay. It's okay to want to do something great. You don't have to be thinking, oh, this, this is arrogance. It's not arrogance to want to do something great for God. It's okay. And then, Corey, you may know this already, but uh, your name means chosen one. And so sometimes, I think maybe even when you're growing up, uh, there's the possibility that everybody else got away with stuff, but you always got caught. <laughs> and, you, and, 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 and your name also means helmet. And, and that's because when there's a choosing, there's a covering. There's a protection. And so I just want you both to know that there's a covering and there's a protection over you. So you don't have to fear walking into what God has chosen you for because he's going to protect you, he's going to provide for you, and he's going to enable you and strengthen you for every good work. Amen. Okay, that was good. (laughs) Kidding. That was real good. Uh, I just was sitting there and I just felt like Corey, the Lord just shouted at you tenderly but strongly with all the affirmation that the Father could give. And he just says, well done, good and faithful servant. And and I feel like Father God is coming to you tonight and he's covering you and he's, he's surrounding you. He's putting you on a path and he's launching you forward and it's a successful path. It, it's going to be good. It's not going to be bad. It's not going to be all. It's going to be good. And I heard the Lord say he's, there's just a, a business strategy inside of you. There's, there's a business on the inside of you. And I follow the Lord towards it. I really feel like there is a, an ability to make money on you. Trust the Lord. I don't know what it's going to look like, but trust the Lord because I feel like God's going to use that for his kingdom. Well done, good and faithful servant. And I just, I, I don't know why, but when I looked at you, I felt like just Pinterest boards. <laughs> I just saw like, I just saw like all these Pinterest boards and like, that's for my daughter's wedding one day. That's for, and, and I just, I just feel like there is so much the gift of hospitality that's on you to, to bring people around, to love on people, to, to take care of people. And I just see that, that God's going to begin to bring couples to y'all's house that just to, just to be with you guys, uh, even just beyond uh, a small group or a group setting, there's going to be people that say, uh, we want what you guys have. And God's going to begin to use you to minister to young married couples um, because there's such a gift. There's such a gift on you guys for that. And, uh, man, I just feel like the Lord's saying, don't, don't, don't push that away because he's going to begin to use that. That's a spiritual gift that you have. 
to love on people, to take care of people, to be creative. There's so much creativity in your, in your heart. I mean, God's all over you for that, man. He's just so proud of you guys. He is so proud of you guys. Yes, you guys. Two, two things. One, for the men in the room who are confused, Pinterest is apparently some social media site <laughs> that attracts creative people to look at and post all these things. So just wanted to set you at ease on that. Uh, <laughs> I want to also submit something else to you. There's a, there's a man on our staff in our Frisco campus at Gateway who is completely volunteer because he's so successful in his business. But he's a full-time volunteer staff person. Don't tell God how he does stuff. Just don't, don't, don't figure it out for him. Let God do what God does. Right? I had to laugh because I, I had the thing about a board could fall off your fence in the backyard. He sees a task to perform. You see a shelf in your house, you know. <laughs> Pastor Chad, come, let's pray. Dad says he still has oil. He still smells like cinnamon. Mm. Might be thieves oil. <laughs> oh, man. I met Rachel when she was in sixth grade. And she sat next to Crystal. And I just got out of the Marine Corps. And I sat down in the middle of the table with all those girls. And it was awkward. <laughs> but, hey, but Rachel was the hospitable one that made me feel at home. And, uh, Father, I just come and I just pray for these two. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for letting them know how you feel about them. Lord, because I know Corey is always wondering, what does God think of me? And God, I thank you for tonight for confirming it. And Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for these two, Lord. Lord, they, they've been with me for a long time. And uh, Lord, they've been faithful to me. They've been faithful to this church. And God, I just pray for great things in their future. God, I pray that you'll begin to unfold this plan for Corey. And help us to help him walk in it, Father. And Lord, for these two to, to become ministers, Lord, in this church, Father, that helps uh, any, anyone that comes their way, Father God, the couples, Lord. Lord, I pray, God, for that to begin to unfold, Father, and give us direction in that. But Lord, tonight we just set these two, Father, before the church, Lord, and just want to put our hands on them, Lord, and just, just say, Lord, that what you've spoken tonight, Lord, let it be, Father. Lord, as we anoint them with all. Lord, you anoint them, Father, with their gifts, with their talents, with their calling, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Got the one more couple. Uh, Joey and Emily, if you guys would come up here. This is Joey and Emily Walters, and uh, we have a theme tonight. Wow. Okay, let's extend our hands. How are you? 
Joe and Emily. Joe and Emily. Okay. Pleasure. Extend your hands toward Joe and Emily, and we're just going to believe that God is going to speak as we press into you. God, and we ask you for your word for Joe and Emily. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Just saw over you, Joe, that there's a a rescuer's heart. There's a rescuer's heart in you. And I think that you are one of those people that when you see someone in trouble, the first inclination is to go, I want to help. I want to get them out of trouble. Uh, You're a fixer. Uh, Not just a, a, like, putting a patch on something type of fixer, but like a fixer. I want that to work. That needs to be vibrant. That should work. And when you see people making decisions that look like they're, especially if you know them, you want to go to them. There's something in you that says, there's a, it's a shepherd's heart is what it is. It's a shepherd's heart that, that cares about people and wants to see them on the right path and wants to see them do well and flourish and be safe and, so it's a rescuer's heart that God's given you. And I think it's because God rescued you. There is not a natural reason we can give that you should be here. You should be dead. But God. And so there's something in you that you know God does that. He rescues people. He rescues them from the brink of ultimate disaster. There's no one that you will ever see that is beyond his reach to rescue. And you know it. You know it. So you've never thought of yourself kind of the way I just described you, is it with the shepherd heart and all. You don't really think about it that way. But that's what shepherds do, and they carry this staff and a rod. And sometimes they use it to reach out and pull people in. Sometimes it's like, doink, can I have your attention? Yeah, sometimes it's, you know, it's, some of us get more doinks, can I get your attention, than others. And it has something to do with the thickness. No, I'm kidding on that part. But no, some of us, it just takes us a little bit to get our attention and say, hey, God really wants to use me? Let me just settle this for you. God wants to use you. He's going to use you when you just talk about what happened. You're going to tell your story. Here's something else I'm going to put your mind at ease about. You don't, well, not only can you not do this, you can't, you can't save anybody. It's not even your job. Just tell your story. The Holy Spirit is the one who draws people. But you're going to influence people with your story. It's a powerful story. Um, You know, I I think the things that you keep track of, I I don't don't know if you physically do this with a journal, like you keep record of things that have happened, or you keep, if not, you should probably do it. Because I think that that you have uh, an ability that, it may be latent in you. I don't know. You may have been doing it for years. But to write things. To write things. 
And so I don't know if you've been questioning about this or not. Is this valid? I'm going to tell you it's valid. You need to write things. That's one of the ways you express yourself. Um, we have a whole team of people at Gateway that when we have our big women's conference, was it over 10,000 that attended at the Fort Worth Convention Center that sat and they wrote out prophetic blessings and they were handed out just at random. And we, I can't tell you how many people have, have let us know how directly right on it was for their lives. So it's, it can be very powerful when we just write what God puts in our hearts. And so I want to call that forth in you. And there's something over the two of you. This word is real important. It's the word faith for more. Faith for more. You're like, oh, we've are, we're, we're, you know, we're good. No, no, you're not. You need more. You need to have faith for more spiritually. You want to have more of his anointing and more of his presence. But you also need to have faith for more in the area of his provision in your life. I really believe that. There's something about provision that God wants to break open over the two of you and just pour out. But he wants you to believe that he wants to do that. And so you know, you know this. It's not news to you, but it's confirming. We need to believe God for more. Can you hear that? Excellent. You guys doing good? I just want you to take a breath in, breath out. Just relax because it's, it's, it's a whole lot easier than you think it is. To be pleasing to God is a whole lot easier than you think it is. Because he's already made you pleasing in Jesus. I just really see the Lord coming tonight just to put a blanket of comfort on your shoulders. To let you know you're right on time. You're not late. You're not late. God showed up right on time. You're in perfect timing. You can relax. There's a scripture that's very comforting to me in uh, the book of Ecclesiastes, and I encourage you to read the whole thing sometime soon. But And I won't read all of it, but especially Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. But it just says this, For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. Then it goes on to say there's a time to be born, there's a time to die, there's a time to give, there's a time to take, there's a time for war, there's a time for peace, there's a time to gather stones, there's a time to refrain from gathering stones. And a myriad of things in life that we all know about every day that we're going through. And there's a time that God uses every circumstance into our life and he does it for one reason, to make us more like Jesus. And that's... See, nothing is wasted, and you need to hear this, brother. Nothing in your life is wasted. There's not, there's not a single thing you can think of about your past that God's going to waste because the Bible says that God causes all things 
to work together for good to those who love him are called according to his purpose. And you're called according to his purpose. And guess what all things means? That means everything about your past. He's going to turn for good. You're right on time. You're not late. <laughs> He's with you. He's with you. He's going to continue to be with you. And I heard this scripture very clearly for both of you. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. And I really believe this is a season of hearing for both of you. A season of hearing the word. A season of being encouraged deep within your spirits by the word of God. A season of unity. A season of coming together. A season of strength a season of common vision, common purpose. I just see the Lord putting the two of you together in a fresh new yoke that is his yoke where you're not feeling like one's pulling this way, one's pulling that way, one's pulling left, one's pulling right, but the Lord's going to engage you in such a way as to cause you to be able to pull together. It's going to be a real grace that's coming upon your lives, you know, in a way where you're like, man, this is awesome (laughs) this is like this is like we didn't know it could be so unbelievably good that's what I see the Lord doing like this I just see like it's like a a yoke that's also a mantle of his grace that's just coming down upon you and, and, and enveloping you with a comfort of grace and then I see that this is a season of hearing where, where, where what you're hearing and what you're being inspired by, by the word and through the word and by the power of the spirits, it's going to become sharper, it's going to become clearer, and it's going to become more uh, unified in what you're doing, what you're saying, what you're hearing. And it's like, it's like well, you said no, no, you said. That, 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 that kind of stuff's going away. What's going to start happening is, what is the Lord speaking to us? And it's like this peace. It's like the shalom of God is going to envelop you in this grace to where you're going to be able to walk forward. And you know what? I see two pillars standing up. It's like, it's like God is building you in to being a pillar of unity, a pillar of strength, a pillar of hope, a pillar of purpose, a pillar of life, a pillar that expresses the goodness of God. And I don't know if this is something that's resident within you or if it's just something that the Lord is planting in you, imparting to you. But I see evangelism. I see the capacity to reach out and draw others in, and you'll be able to stand. I see, I really, I see in the future, there's, maybe it's already happening in part, but I see you standing with a fire in your heart, declaring the word of God. I I really do. I see, and and, and the the, the pulpit may not be here. It may be one-on-one. It may be one-on-ten. It may be one-on-twenty. I don't know what the numbers God will take care of that. Years ago, I heard a woman of God say, Joy Dawson, she said, you determine the depth, depth, God will determine the breadth. Brother, you go deep in God. You go deep in his word. You go deep in his grace. You just allow him to move and work in your life, and you're going to see the breadth that he wants to bring about, brought about in your life. It's going to be beautiful. So it, it already is beautiful. And then finally, I just heard for both of you, 
It's a time of healing, and it's a season of health. It's like the Lord is building into you. Not only is he healing you, I, I believe he's healing you both internally and physically. I believe there's, there's healing for your soul, but I also believe there's physical healing that is coming to your bodies. And, 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 but, but I also see just a healing in, in, in your life and in your relationship and a season of health where it's like every morning you're waking up. I don't know if it's next three months, next, next six months, but I just hear three to six months that like every morning there's going to be this thing that's going to come out above you. Like we can't wait to get after it because this is, we're, we're, we're getting up, we're, getting, we're going onward, we're moving out with the Lord because there's just fresh new season of healing and health that's coming into your lives and into your marriage. Amen? Amen. Hey, y'all. How much? Um, I just, I saw, I don't know, like, while you were driving, I saw, like, you just hearing the Lord. And I, he, he t- touched on it, but I think there's something about you getting alone with God, specifically you in this season, that God's going to begin to speak to you dreams and visions. There's going to be stuff that come alive inside of you that you're like, man, that's the thing that you've called me to do, God. And, and I just feel like he's going to do it in this alone time. And, and you might find that alone time while you're driving. I don't know. Uh, so much so, I just, I pray this over you, but so much so that you'll be driving and be like, oh my gosh, God is so in this car. I got to pull over right now. Uh, because he's so alive in this car right now. But he's going to speak to you. His voice is going to be heard by you. It's, there's going to be no more confusion. I feel like the, the cloud of confusion is going away. And clarity is coming to you. So good. Clarity is coming to you. I feel like uh, y- you like to figure things out. I feel like y- you have like a technical mind. You can, you can kind of get in there and, and sort through things and figure it out. Um, and I feel like God's given you that mind because he's going to have you sort through issues in people's lives. I feel like there's men going to come to you. And, and there's going to be a day where you can stand up and go, hey, you see how the enemy's digging in? You're s- sort of tinkering through and sorting through. And God's going to use you to break through in those men's life. And it's going to be super powerful. God wants to use you in such a strong way. Um, and I heard, man, I heard the Lord say over you that you are his prized possession. You're his prized possession. He is so, when he looks at you, he's like, oh my goodness. She's looking at me. Look at her. She's so beautiful. She's so awesome. She's so great. Look, she's looking at me. She's my favorite. You are his prized possession. And as soon as you guys sat down, I I don't know, this might sound crazy, but I heard the Lord say that there is a book that's supposed to come out of you guys. That's like, what? Who writes a book? But there is so much in you. There's so much that God has done in you that that God wants to, 
write down. God wants to establish what he's done in you and what he's going to continue to do in you. And it's going to bless generations to come. And God is so, so proud of you. And don't, don't discredit yourself. I feel like sometimes it's easy to count yourself out before you even have the opportunity to be counted in. And God said, no, step up. This is your season. Confidence. It's a woman of God. Step up with confidence. He's going to use you in a mighty way. Amen. Bless you guys. Amen. Pastor. The elders, come up. Let's seal this word. You know, my first time I was ever given a prophetic word in a presbytery setting. Oh, gosh, it had to have been 20-something, 20 25, maybe 30 years ago. And it's still unfolding in my life. And that's one of the differences between what we're going to do in a few moments. We're going to go to words in season. It's a word from God for the season someone's in right now. Presbytery can be a word that plays out over your entire lifetime. And it's significant. Okay? Hmm. Yeah, you hit it on the head there about him not supposed to be alive. Wow. Wow. Y'all got that, right? Father, we just come right now, and we just pray for these two. And God, I just want to pray for the unleashing, Lord, of what you have for them. God, I want to pray for quiet little Emily. Lord, that she sees the power within her, God. Lord, that she begins to prophesy along with her sister, Lord, when they pass out the cards, Lord, or any other time that you want her to speak a word into people's lives. And God, I pray for Joey, Lord. Lord, that, that you didn't keep him around just for nothing, God, but, Lord, that you have kept him around, Lord, to change people's lives through the story and through the words that he hears you speak, Father. And, God, tonight we just want to seal your words over these two. We pray, God, for an unleashing of your gifts and your callings. God, we pray for direction, Lord. Lord, we pray for a goal, Lord, to look at, Lord, to to give them hope, Father, to march toward, Lord, as they serve you and they serve uh, your body and your family, Father. And Lord, we just thank you and we praise you as we lay hands on them tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You okay? I'm tired. Landon's not in here right now, but I want to tell you, God spares a life. There's always a reason. And Landon Benjamin was in a vehicle with my son and another young man on their way to a basketball game when they had a head-on collision with a fire truck. And uh, they thought Landon died. My son thought Landon had died. They care-flighted him, and uh, my son and the other young man, they took in an ambulance. And when I went to the impound yard to get things out of the vehicle, people, the guys at the impound yard took their hat off. One of them apologized and said, I tried to clean it up as best I could. I knew someone would have to come get these things. 
the tow truck driver was pulling out. And he stopped and he's weeping. The fire truck guy that was driving the engine couldn't get out of the cab because he thought he'd just killed three young men. But Landon, who was posturing, which is a sign of severe damage, um, God said no. And the reason God said no is because he had a purpose. And the, the safest thing that we can do is hold on to that sense of purpose God's given us. That's a word for somebody in here. It really is. God's intervened on your behalf, and it's for a purpose. I think there's somebody here tonight that knows that that's true about them, and they've been wondering if God had a plan for them or a purpose for them, but you've never fully given your heart to Jesus. And tonight, you're starting to think there might be something to this. And you've been asking that specifically. You know that your life has been spared more than once. And you've been wondering and questioning. Here's what I'd like to ask the church to do for a moment. Would you just bow your head and close your eyes? I'm just going to trust you, the integrity here that you're not looking around, but if you're in this room tonight, and I just described right where you are, you've never fully given yourself over to Jesus, and you've wondered if he had a plan for you, and your life was spared, and you say, that's me, would you be willing to raise your hand for a second and just, excellent. Father, I pray multiple hands have gone up. I pray that tonight a decision is made that you spared them for purpose. You spared them because you have a reason and a place in your kingdom for them to fulfill. And I pray right now where they are, and put your hands down now, but right where they are, they would say, Lord, I fully give myself to you. I fully give myself to what you saw when you were forming and fashioning me. I embrace it. I don't understand it. I don't have all the stuff together in my head, but I embrace it. I know you died for me. I believe that. But I want to give you everything. I want to give you everything. You may have grown up in church. You may have never been in church much. It doesn't matter. One of the most common testimonies I hear, people talk about, well, I, gave, I, you know, I became a Christian when I was young, and, and I went and did my own thing, and then I recommitted my life to Jesus, and, and that's when everything changed. Well, that's when you got saved. That's when you got saved. So tonight, if you settle it, you'll point to this night and say, that's when everything changed. That's when everything changed. What I'm going to encourage you to do is when we get ready to close out this service tonight. Nah, I'm not going to wait that long. We're going to do it now. Um, I'm going to ask you, here, I want us all to stand. Just indulge me. Let's all stand. 
If you prayed what I asked you to pray a minute ago, you were serious about it. You meant it. You were really questioning. You really had never given yourself fully over to the Lord. You'd always, maybe you grew up in church, maybe you didn't. That's not the issue. But you know tonight that you've settled it. And there's change. I want to ask you, Pastor Chad, would you just come here? I want to ask you, if that's you, you did this. The scripture is so clear that with the heart we believe, but with the mouth confession is made to salvation. That's what it says. Jesus also said, confess me before me and I'll confess you before my Father. So what we want to do is give you an opportunity. You can leave here completely different, totally changed tonight. You know what the scripture says? This is why this is biblical, what we're doing right now. It says that prophecy, when an unbeliever or someone who has not committed themselves fully comes into your midst, the the secrets of their heart are revealed. And they fall down and say, God is in your midst. God is in your midst. So that's you. Here's what I want to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to step out from wherever you are in this crowd. Just walk down here. Take Pastor Chad by the hand and say, that was me. I did that tonight. And then you can go back to your seat. And when you're done tonight, we'll follow through and come back to you. Let's make it certain. It's settled now. Each one of you who came down, when we dismiss tonight, you need to come back up here. Pastor Chad's going to give you some information, some instruction. We're going to follow through with you, and we're going to believe with you. Never the same. Can we thank the Lord for that? Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to worship. We're going to sing through a chorus here together, refocus. We're going to be pressing in, asking God what he might want to say. Here's what a word in season is. It's something that God would say to someone that speaks to where you are right now. It's a way of him confirming, I got this. I know you. I'm with you. I'm not unaware of where you are. Is that okay? All right. Okay, let's press in and let's worship. What's your name? What's your name? What is it? Ebony. Ebony. Ebony, come on, come on out right here. Come on. You can be seated. Ebony, I just uh, the Lord highlighted you so like clearly. He loves you so much. And the Lord says he's coming to, to right some wrongs that have been done to you. There have been things and, and, and even people that have walked out on you. And the Lord is coming to right the wrongs. He's coming to surround you with his love. And I, and I just hear the Lord say he's, take, he's got you. 
He's got you. He's got you. I just feel even just right now, just this, this intense love. And this intense, like, I, I, I can't even explain it, but the Lord is touching you right now. And you're going to go through a season of healing. And it's a good thing. Sometimes it's tough, but it's good. And God wants to heal your heart because he's got so much for you to do still. And I, and I see um, that you're stepping into, you're going to step into a season where you're going to hear him clearly, more clearly than you've ever heard him before. Like to, to talk to people, to minister to people. But I, here's what you need to take away from this, that God saw you, he, he, he sees you. Wow. And there was even a, there was even a time when you were a little girl that you, that you knew God, that you saw God clearly and you knew that you were, you were going to be his. And the enemy came to try to steal that innocence. But God's restoring it tonight, Ebony. He's restoring it tonight, Ebony. He is so, he is so proud of you and he has got you. God bless you, Ebony. have a word that I think is going to touch several people in here tonight. Just hear this real strongly. You know, sometimes we go along in our lives and it just, everything's fine. We know we love God and we know he loves us and, and everything, but there's just like, we just feel like things are getting a little dull in our hearing. I just, if, if you're here tonight and you just recently said to the Lord, Lord, I'd like to sharpen the hearing of my ear and the hearing of my heart. Just, you know, just put your hands out to the Lord like this because guess what? He, he gives us the ability to hear. And he knows, he'll, he'll, he's going to speak to you when we pray. It's not, it's, it's not magic. It's not, you know, radio waves. It's, the Lord's going to speak something to you to sharpen the hearing of your ear and the hearing of your heart. So if, if that's you, just, you know, just open your hands to receive from the Father. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we thank you because it's a promise from your word that your sheep hear your voice. And Lord, sometimes there are things that just get in the way and we feel like we're a little clogged up. Well, Lord, right now we're asking that you help us to see what the clog is and how to sharpen the hearing of the ear. And Lord, we know you'll open our heart. And so we just thank you right now in Jesus' name. And we declare over our own lives. I just want to encourage you to declare this loud enough for your own ears to hear it. I'm going to hear more clearly and I'm going to understand more fully. And we thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. If we we start to give you a word and and Pastor Chad says, no, it's not because he doesn't like you. It's because you're probably a candidate. I thought I might explain that just in case that happens, you know.
So you know, if if you're, you know, if you're, we'd rather wait until you come up here to give you the words that we get. If you're a candidate, so. But if you're not, you're fair game. <laughs> Just saying. I want to clarify for a minute. Don't be, don't panic. Don't 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 back off on us. You need to know that there, God cannot reveal to a prophet that which you have revealed and confessed to the Lord. You want to take a moment and do some confessing, maybe? Why don't we just bow our heads and close our eyes? I want you, I'm doing this for you. I want you to have peace of heart. That which is covered by the grace of God. We're not here to do that. We're not here to do that. We're here to encourage, edify, comfort, build up the body of Christ, okay? Does that make you feel better? Okay. There's a couple right here. Sir, you're wearing glasses. Have an envious beard. Uh, yeah. Are they fair game? Right here? Okay. Could y'all stand up? What's your name? Brad. Brad? Your name? Bridget. God has postured you for influence and favor. God's favor always has purpose. When God favors, he promotes. Promotion doesn't come from the east to the west. It comes from the hand of the Lord, so don't question that anymore. The other thing you need to understand, God doesn't promote gifting. He promotes character. This is not too big for you. But you do have to depend on him. But I want to encourage you, this influence, this favor that God is pouring out over you right now because you've said to each other, you've looked at each other with wonderment and said, I cannot believe this is happening. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Because it's the Lord. It's the Lord. And he wanted to just have you stand and confirm to you the things that you've already prayed through and heard in your home. So that you would be able to nail it down. God has done this. This is the hand of the Lord. And it has purpose. And it's going to serve his kingdom. All right? So just embrace it. It's not going to be a heavy yoke to bear. It's going to be custom made. It's going to fit. It's not going to chafe you. It's not going to, it's, it's going to fit. And you're going to find grace. You're going to walk into places, offices other people don't get to go in. You're going to be invited in. God's going to give you a timely word in timely moments that are going to break things open. And when it happens and someone goes, man, why are you guys so smart? (laughs) That's your opportunity and you're to seize it. We're not smart. We just pray. And we ask God to help us figure things out. You can do it too. I see you sitting around tables with some people who have a lot of influence. They come across your path, but they don't know God. Their marriages are in trouble. Stuff is happening. It's going to start in your prayer closet. It's going to wind up at your dining room table. You're going to see some people come to the end of themselves and when their need becomes greater than their resistance you're going to be there to offer them grace 
okay? The Lord wanted to confirm it for you so you don't doubt it, okay? It's a good day for the two of you. Hey, buddy. What's your name? Bryson. Bradson. That's a good name. Bryson. Well, I need to get it right, don't I? You can stand up. What grade are you in? Seventh. Seventh. Well, you know what I see? I just see God's hand touching your life. There's such a sincerity in your heart, and uh, there's just a real awareness uh, that uh, the goodness of God is real, and it's full. And uh, I just see him touching your life in such a special way to encourage you, to strengthen you. And there's a psalm that I thought of for you. It's good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name most high, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. Bryson, I think you're going to continue to see the steadfast love of the Lord in the morning and his faithfulness by night. And I think your life is going to continue to be an expression of the steadfast love of the Lord and his faithfulness by night. Does that sound good? (laughs) Amen. I'm going to ask, my wife actually has a word for someone here. She's very prophetic prayer. And occasionally the Lord says, I'm not going to let you just pray about this one. you got to speak it. So, Seems praying, but I felt like I had a word for you. And I just, it's just real simple, but I felt like you're going to lead the women in this place into freedom. Through your example, the freedom that you feel in the Lord, you're going to lead the women in this place. And the women here will be free to be who God made them to be. That's awesome. I married well, just saying. I married well. The young lady who came down a moment ago when we were, said we're going to nail down, would you stand up? Tell me your name. Adrian. Adrian, this is what I want you to hear from the Lord. Everything that was stolen will be returned. The years the locusts have eaten, he's going to restore. You can trust him that those things, when you were really small, you had dreams about who God was and what he could do with your life. He's restoring those. It's going to be a process. Embrace the process. You're in a transition. But you don't get to just survive the transition. You get to thrive in the transition if you choose to embrace the purpose of the transition. This is a significant night. It was significant for everyone who responded. But I'm going to tell you, your life will not be the same. Okay? Because that's what you said to the Lord. I don't want it to be the same. Don't want it to be the same. Embrace those around you who cover you and who protect you. Learn and hear the wise counsel God puts in your ears. Trust that he has your best interest at heart. and You'll never be the same. Okay? Father, I just pray for her right now. Thank you, God, that tonight will be forever remembered as the night that everything 
changed. There will be continual change, but this is when it started. This is when the reality sets in. This is when the no turning back stake got drove into the ground. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 That you are loved by this this church. You just seem to know that. Everybody's like, oh my God. Just losing it. I love it. I love it so much. What's your name? Dang it. Oh. Got him good. Look, he's still crying. Um, I, I've, while I was sitting up there, I really felt like, um, when God moves, how many of you guys know that the prophetic is supernatural gift? Uh, and, and it has nothing to do with us, but that just means that God's on the move in this room. And, and here's what I, I just felt like God wanted to heal somebody tonight. Um, and I felt like there was something that's going numb in like the right leg of some sort or it's somewhere in the like knee or the foot. I know this is crazy, but if your knee and your foot is just going nuts on you, feel like God wants to heal you tonight. Anybody? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Just stand up. Go ahead. Just stand up. Is we're just going to turn and pray and, and no big deal because God's a healing God. We just know it. And, and God wants to heal that right now. Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, just extend your hands. We thank you for touching these bodies in Jesus' name, for restoring the leg, for restoring the knee or the foot. God, whatever the issue is, taking away the numbness, away the pain. And God, we thank you that it's happening right now, e- even a long lasting. I just since one of them has been, been there for a long time. God, even as she sleeps tonight, take it away. Take it away in Jesus' name. We love you, God. Amen. Amen. Is that all right? Awesome. Awesome. Uh, what's your name, sir? Yeah. Aaron? Could you stand up for me? Man, he's so, he like scared me when he stood up. I was like, I was like, huh. I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, this is because I'm not wearing socks, he says. Apparently, it's cool, they tell me. I don't know. Aaron, right? Uh, man, Aaron, I just feel like the Lord said he's called you to be a pillar in this house. He's called you to this place, and he's planted you here for a reason. And there is such a gift to discern in you. You, you can, like, look at something and go, mm, I know what that's all about. <laughs> and God, so, some would call it negativity, God says it's discernment, but even deeper, it's a gift of the prophetic. And he's called you to look in and to, as his word does, divide between truth and spirit. He's called you to come in with a prophetic word and say, hey, guys, have we thought about this? Because I'm seeing this right now. So I just want to encourage you that it's a gift that God put in you, and he's called you to do it, to use it here, and to be a pillar in this house. Amen? Amen. God bless you, brother. Just to follow up on that, I won't make you stand back up, but just to follow up on that, dig into what that means. You're not an old covenant prophetic person. 
You're a new covenant prophetic person, which means the purpose that drives is to build up and to encourage and to comfort because that's what the Bible says. Because things change from the Old Testament to the New Testament. John the Baptist was the last Old Covenant prophet. Then Jesus emerged on the scene, and a new covenant through him was given. And now in this new covenant, prophecy operates different. Just dig into that. Just dig into that, dig into that, dig into that. Because you're not supposed to be the barking dog that drives everybody nuts. They get shot. That's not for you. Okay? So when you see something you feel is out of whack, don't just come and say, that's out of whack. Say, I think we should consider this. This might be a better option. Can we pray into that? Because nobody likes a person that all they can do is point out everything that's wrong and don't offer any solutions. So this is how God is moving in your life right now. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, no, there you go. Does she know you? Okay. Well, Lord, I just want to pray because you, we know that part of the prophetic is impartation. So I just want to pray for him. I just pray, God, that you would impart this uh, redemptive gift, this uh, expression of who Jesus is, uh, and we know he's the redeemer. God, and even when things are clear and black and white, there's grace and there's love and there's encouragement. So, Lord, I thank you. And I also, uh, Lord, I just feel impressed tonight to pray that you would walk beside him and protect him and that you would be his shield and you would be his rear guard. And that, Lord, you would preserve him for your purpose. Lord, that he would be able to speak the things that you want him to speak. He touched those who need to be touched. Lord, I pray that he'd know when the touch needs to be more aggressive than, and times when it needs to be light. But, Father, I thank you that your hand is on this man, and we thank you for him in Jesus' name. Amen. Scott, another word. I saw a picture of your building, and I saw trumpets start to come out of the building. And those trumpets, as they came out of the building, they grew feet and legs and hands and arms. And they began to walk. And each trumpet had its own sound. Each trumpet had its own ability. Each trumpet had its own purpose. And I just want to say to every single one of you here tonight that call Gateway Church in Coons, Texas, your home. God has made you a trumpet. He's given you a sound. He's giving you hands to touch and feet to go. Do not say, I do not have the ability to influence another person's life to bring them into the kingdom, to bring them into community, and to bring them into family. But God will give you a way to touch in a meaningful way those that are already in your sphere of influence. God will give you a way in a meaningful way to go into other spheres of influence that you are not yet in and 
touch people there and bring them. And I just want to encourage you, Father, in Jesus' name, we declare that there are many trumpets in this house and that, Lord, as we go and as we make the sound that you have given us and we touch the people that you've put in our path, and, Lord, even as we extend outside of our comfort zone just a little bit into a new sphere of influence, we thank you for touching, for healing, for bringing, for redeeming those that are around us in Jesus' name. I'll tell you, the Lord is good. He knows us. He knows us. He knows us. That's the joy of the prophetic. He knows us. He wants to encourage us. Have you been encouraged tonight? Can I just say that um, we're going to do this again tomorrow night, right? Unless they tell us you really did badly and they don't want us back, um, which is always possible. But tomorrow night, can I ask you, don't sit back and go, wow, that first night was awesome. These guys got this. No, we don't. We don't got this. This is us working together as we press into the presence of God and we become aware of his presence in our midst. That's what allows these things to occur. It's him. It's how much he loves us. It's how much he loves you. So would you please, please, if you came forward earlier tonight when we had that decision-making time, please, when we dismiss here in a few moments, please come and talk to, to Pastor Chad or whoever he designates. Come up here. And we want to nail down that decision with you, okay? Thank you for having us. Would you, would you pray for us that we sleep well, that we rest? Um,